Welcome to the Word on Wednesday podcast for September 21. My name is John Mason. Thank you for joining us. Money and what money can buy dominate our lives. The title of one book says it all. Born to Shop. To follow up last Wednesday's consideration of the parable of the dishonest manager, we noted that the parable and Jesus' comment bring together several key biblical themes. The property owner, in Luke chapter 16, is an honourable man. Confronted by a manager who is corrupt, the owner justly dismisses him, but in his mercy does not have him immediately imprisoned. By his silence, the manager admits his guilt. However, perceiving the owner also to be merciful, the manager pursues a bold strategy that will rescue his future, but it is a strategy that is entirely dependent upon the kindness and the grace of the owner. It's a dark parable about life and death issues, our corrupted character and the extraordinary goodness and beauty of God. Which brings us to Luke chapter 16, verses 9 through 13. And I tell you, Make friends for yourself by means of unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal dwellings. One who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another— Who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. And I tell you, Jesus says, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth, so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal homes. The words, and I say, indicate a new subject that is linked back to the parable. Unlike the manager in the parable, the people to whom Jesus now speaks have financial resources. They are in a position to assist others. The theme of an existential crisis about the future continues, but this time it's in the context of Jesus' followers. Jesus wants us all to consider our own future and how we should live in the light of it. In particular, he wants us to think about how we might use our resources, our money and possessions. Back in Luke chapter 12, verse 33, Jesus urges his followers to lay up treasure in heaven. Here, in verse 9, he is saying, Win friends now, so that they may welcome you into the eternal homes. The they Jesus is speaking about are people who have heard and responded to God's good news because of the generosity of God's people funding gospel ministries. In the dark parable of the dishonest manager, God uses his resources to pay the price of the rescue of fallen humanity. Now Jesus is asking, Are you willing to use your resources sacrificially so that the unlovely and the unjust can come to know Him as their Lord and Saviour. If you do, the day will come when there will be a welcome cheer for you 
in heaven. Don't live for this world and its wealth. It's absurd to make money and possessions your life's goal. Live for the world that is to come, Jesus is saying. As now, so then, is a principle he is laying out. In verses 10 through 11, he illustrates his point by setting down a principle regarding faithfulness. To be found trustworthy in the small matters of life is a measure of trustworthiness in matters that are great. How we use money and possessions now is a measure of our fitness for the greater wealth of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And if you have not been faithful in what belongs to another, who will give you what is your own? Jesus asks in verse 12. Worldly wealth is a temporary trust and a test of faithfulness. Entry into the coming kingdom is permanent wealth. Jesus is not an ascetic who sees the material world as evil. He knows money is temporary, but nevertheless useful stuff when properly used. He's also realistic, for he knows how often the purse strings control our heartstrings. He knows how easy it is to love money and the power it seems to give us. And so he warns in verse 13, No slave can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. The word hate was a common expression in Jesus' day. It underlines the point that of two alternatives, one is preferred over the other. There's no place for compromise. Jesus wants us to put him first. He was speaking then to people living in the first century Roman society, but he might just as well have been speaking to us today. The way we continue to consume goods is surely nothing short of idolatry. Our shopping malls look more and more like temples. There are many practical ways we can apply the principle. Adopt the scriptural pattern of percentage giving to the work of ministry. 10% is the guide. Support the ministry of the local church as a first commitment. We may not always agree with all the policies of a church, no church is perfect, but if the Bible is being taught and the gospel proclaimed, we should have no hesitation in supporting it financially. Local churches are fundamental to building people up into God's kingdom. Invest in the training of ministers. The future of the church depends on this. Support mission in the wider world and include Christian ministries that care for the poor. You may also want to support the Anglican Connection, equipping and supporting church leaders in effective discipling and gospel ministries. Jesus wants us to know that we are stewards, not owners, of what we have at our disposal. We should invest in our future, laying up for ourselves not treasures on earth, but in the home where we are to live forever. Jesus is not saying that we are to buy our way there. Rather, we are to enable others to hear the gospel by using our resources for ministry now. The question he asks is this, will you? It means trusting Jesus' word about the future. 
It means trusting that the ministry of His Word will change lives forever. So let me pray. Lord Christ, Eternal Word and Light of the Father's glory, send Your light and Your truth so that we may both know and proclaim Your Word of life. To the glory of God the Father, for You now live and reign, God for all eternity. Amen. Lord our Heavenly Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, we thank You for bringing us safely to this day. Protect and preserve us by Your mighty power, and grant that today we fall into no sin, nor run into any kind of danger. Lead and govern us in all things, so that we may always do what is right in Your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A prayer for peace. God of the nations, whose kingdom rules over all, have mercy on our broken and divided world. Shed abroad your peace in the hearts of all men and women, and banish from them the spirit that makes for war, so that all races and people may learn to live as members of one family and in obedience to your laws. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty Father, we commend to your goodness all who are in any way afflicted or distressed, especially those who are known to us. May it please you to comfort and relieve them according to their needs, giving them patience in their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. All this we ask for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now may the peace of God which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst us and remain with us always. Amen. People involved in today's podcast are John Mason, speaker and writer, and April Marks, a member of Christchurch Presbyterian San Francisco. The prayers are from an Australian prayer book 1978 and the opening and closing music is from St Andrew's Cathedral, Sydney under the direction of Ross Cobb. Please let us know if you have a question or a comment about this podcast. We'd love to hear from you. You also may like to listen to the hymn Across the Lands from Keith and Kristen Getty at the Getty Music website www.gettymusic.com.